Nerd News Now. Now we're on. It's time for Nerd News Now. I was just not going to move or say anything until somebody else started it. Oh, my words. You have to tell someone first because that's not cool. <laughs> no, I, I want to see how long it would have lasted. Oh, I could go a while. We're supposed to do that at the end when we like freeze up and people are like, what's going on now? No, I, I can go for a while. I mean, I've got that musical theater training where it's just. Musical theater trainings tells you to be still. Seems oh, like. Oh, yeah. There were times where you had to be still and couldn't do nothing. Right. When, you, when you're frozen in the background of a scene. And it's like, don't move. And the second you stop moving your butt itches or something and it's just like one of those unbelievable like oh my god I've never right. had to itch so bad in my life and for me it was always sweat sweat was always the problem right like you'd be in the middle of a scene and there'd be like a bead of sweat that'd come to the end of your nose and you're like I should just wipe it off but you can't move so then you let the sweat drop down on the ground and then the dancers are angry because they're trying to not to trip and fall on the sweat. Musical theater is scary, man. I don't know theater if I... itself is scary. It's true. Yeah, we still couldn't wait to go back the next week, right? Absolutely not. I'm 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 legit angry. Um, local theater here is doing Murder on the Orient Express. And I wanted to go audition because I wanted to do it. But uh, the show weekends are the same weekend as C2E2. Nope. And, well, I don't know that I'm going to C2E2, so, like, I don't care. Unless you know something I don't. And then... uh, (laughs) uh, I would do the play. Huh? I would do the play. Well, right. Uh, But it's the same weekend as C2E2 and... I couldn't get somebody to cover my experience shifts the night of auditions. So, you know. Man, oh, man. Somebody had to press the buttons instead of becoming Hercule Poirot. Oh, you wanted to try for that part. Well, I mean, I would have taken any role. I would have I would have signed up to play the dead body. but Because <laughs> then I could just lay on the floor the whole show. I could have played the tree in the background. Right? Yes. I, uh, okay, funny aside, when I was in high school, or the year after I graduated high school, the my high school did The Sound of Music, was the musical they did the next year. And I called up the director, and I sent him a, I sent him a copy of the, uh, the Vin Diesel movie, The Pacifier, and said, can I play the Brad Garrett part? Um, and in that movie, he plays a mountain. He plays the Alps. I don't understand what you're saying. You've not seen The Pacifier with Vin Diesel? Yes, I don't remember being a mountain. Yeah. It, it was uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending to babysit. Oh, wait, no. that's Wait, no. Wait. It might be the same New movie story. just remade with Vin Diesel. Yes, but no. Uh, yeah. So, hey. So, what'd you guys do this weekend? My uh, niece and nephew came in, uh, and we I got to take two kids, like six and eight, the very first rodeo, which we did the mostly just the for ours. There's a huge outside part, which is kind of like just a carnival with ridiculous foods. And then um, there is an inside part, which is kind of like half giant mall with things to buy. But the other half is like wild animals. So it smells like a zoo inside. And it has like bunnies and you can go and look at chick chickens hatch. And they have a giant parakeet enclosure. So you can go in and be with a, like hundreds of parakeets. I didn't think you were going to say enclosure. You're like, there's a giant parakeet. Um, so it's basically a zoo it's kind of a zoo you can see all kinds of like every kind of cow and 
And then if you stay long enough, like this next weekend, I'm going back with my husband and we get to watch an actual, like they have a big concert that happens at night after they do some competition things like roping and barrel racing and stuff. But we didn't stay for that. We just came for the food and took off. How about you, Brini? So um, tomorrow, corporate taxes are too. Ooh, nice. You're not just going to like put an extension? No, we're actually, in fact, after this, we're working, finishing up, doing our numbers. Um, you know, no matter how much you sit down and get everything prepared, it always ends up, you know, we, we started back in January and we're like, yeah, we'll be done. We're done. And yeah, it's still. <laughs> yeah, you're never done until you right. turn it in. And then even then you're like, ah, I forgot to write that thing off. Yep. And then we had um, a gathering with the family. Yeah, myself, my brothers, the family and everything. So went out to celebrate some birthdays on Saturday. Nice. I yep. finally saw the Batman. And? He finally saw uh, the Batman. Uh, so uh, beginning with the Batman, I have instituted a new movie grading system. I because think. clearly me just saying what I think doesn't make sense to anyone other than me. Um, do you want the overall grade, the average grade, like, or do you want me to break it down? Break it down. Okay. Without spoilers. All right. If you, yeah, I won't spoil anything. Actually, you, you can go into spoilers. I don't care. By the time I watch it, I would have forgotten everything anyway. No spoilers at all. Uh, if you remove all superhero references, it's an A minus. If you factor in my own enjoyment. Of the experience I had at the movies, it's a B plus. Okay. General filmmaking, including encompassing uh, it existing in the Batman universe with Batman characters, B minus. Overall grade, B plus. That's not bad for you. Correct. Um, uh, it's a movie that if you would remove Batman and just put generic detective, still a good movie. They did that with... Uh... A show called Gotham. Correct. No, that's what I'm saying. Is it? It's one of those things. Is if it's if you replace Gordon and Batman with Holmes and Watson, still works. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just it's a good mystery, right? Without any of the superhero references, you add the superhero references and it gives it more context, which actually hurts a little bit. Because you expect more Batman-iness than you get, but uh, still good. Uh, but the general filmmaking, um, I know it's supposed to be a dark film. They told everybody it's a dark film. Open up the exposure when it's supposed to be daytime. Like, even daytime in Gotham looks like it's about 7.30 at night. Like, noon Gotham time, 7.30 at night, everywhere else in the world. Like, you know, it's dusky all the time. Like, open up the exposure. It, it, it's all that smog they have it in Gotham. I, there were just some parts where it's like, yeah. Um, I will also say this, and this is a non-spoiler. Uh, they could have just hired Robert Pattinson's lower jaw. Then you would not have gotten the the kind of broody emo. Sure, but what I'm saying is, is like that's really all they needed. The rest of the stuff where it was Robert Pattinson could have been plated by anyone else. But he was very good in the suit, and he looked correct as Batman. Like his lower jaw is perfect for Batman. You know, like I could have played Bruce Wayne, but we needed his lower jaw to do the rest. Uh, well, what about the bat nipples? Um, there weren't any bat nipples. Um, there were uh, um, other random peoples, though. 
<laughs> and um, was there anything that would have made uh, anything would have made it better? No, I, I was gonna say um, Batman damned um, a speculator book. No, there is no uh, revelations of uh, the Battlewang. Uh, also, I will say this for this movie: new favorite Batmobile. Yeah. Wait, something's replacing nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Ooh. I I really thought I wasn't gonna like it until I saw it in motion. Right. You when you see it, you're like, oh, it's cross between like supercar and uh, demolition derby vehicle. Well, like. I thought it was important because part of his character arc is that he is fighting against being Bruce Wayne. He doesn't want to be that dude. He doesn't right. want money. He wants to be as gritty as he can. So, of course, the car is like, I put this together myself. Yeah. No, there's a level of that. Um, the two of the, the, the knock of the darkness is one thing. Also, I wasn't a big fan of Bruce hair curtains, Wayne. Loved it. Um, he looked like every scene kid that ever went to a My Chemical Romance mo- uh, concert when I was in middle school. Um, Weren't you one of those kids? Yeah, that's how I recognize them. <laughs> but like way too much hair gel and just getting the hair to come just over your eyes just enough that like your face is framed weird. Um. You know, that was my other knock on it, really. Um, I thought Jeffrey, uh, what's it, Jeffrey Wright, who was uh, uh, Gordon, was phenomenal. And uh, I cannot wait for the Penguin movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. Wasn't that uh, Batman 2 in 1991 or something? Yeah, but not with this penguin. Like, I like. No. Uh, As much as I wish we did, uh, I like this penguin better. There's a point where, like, you almost have to laugh at him because he's so perfect. And it's, that's the worst Spanish I ever heard. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's this, there's a line in there where it's clearly they're doing the Spanish wrong. And it's true, they are. They mentioned it earlier. But when Penguin cracks the code, like, it's great. So. All right. Uh, we also had a local convention. I heard. Yeah. It was weird. It's a convention. It's supposed to be weird. Well, no, I didn't. For the first time ever, I didn't have a booth at the convention. Uh, so it was like I went and it was like being homeless. Like there's nowhere you're supposed to, you have to be. And you're just kind of bouncing around. And I did not like. It's one thing when you go to a big show where you go to a show somewhere else and you're just like there as a fan or there doing work. But I was like, I was there not doing work really, but also not having had a booth. It was like, okay, I guess I'm just here for the mediocre pretzels. You're saying you need more stuff in your life to do? No, I'm saying at this, in this very specific framework of being at this convention. That I've been at every year since it started and not having a booth and then not like not working a table, like just kind of being there going, hey, do you want to do this thing for the experience? And, you know, that kind of stuff. I didn't really have any kind of box to constrain myself to. (laughs) And it gave me this feeling of listlessness. Um, You felt out of place. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of that way when I went to Comic Palooza here. It's a convention I always set up for. I chose not to because of the cost of the booth this last round. And the unknown 
amount of people that were willing to go out at that point because this was last year. But uh, I went there with just like a camera and a microphone and Justin went with us. And so we just kind of like wandered around and did interviews. That was kind of a weird feeling. Yeah. Like I said, any other convention, like if I were to come down to 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 uh, uh, Comic Palooza or any, you know, come go to any other conventions, wouldn't feel that way. I got my I got my big booth again. I confirmed it. Nice. Uh, the experience is sponsoring the cosplay contest at Monroe Pop Fest again. <laughs> they don't know that yet. I just confirmed that just now. Okay. I already paid the money. It's over. Fancy. <laughs> It's they go, hey, do you want to sponsor the cosplay contest? And I go, yeah, but can I also institute a hot dog eating contest? And they go, why? I go, because I don't know anything about cosplay, but I know about eating hot dogs. Oh, my word. And the promoter went, uh, I'll think about it. Kind of in that way that, you know, like your your significant other says, I'll think about it when they mean no. Like, man, if I tell him no, do I lose my sponsorship? <laughs> Right. No, I'll think about it. Mm-mm. Not going to happen. When I was, when my boys were younger, I had some different, I didn't realize that I had a code that I was using, but they figured it out that mom would say I had different things to answer them. One of them was, we'll see, which they meant no. to mean something. Yeah. And, uh, um, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe they, also means no. Maybe was yes. Can't remember they cracked but it was like three things i would say in response and they were like well this one definitely means no this one means maybe and this one means yes although all of them were completely like i don't know we'll see unless my parents said yes or sure every other word they use meant no <laughs> no <laughs> like because my parents were the kind where if i could get like if they're like hey we're gonna go somewhere it's a surprise and i would guess they wouldn't say maybe they just go yep you figured it out nice like they encouraged that kind of me trying to figure out where we were going mm-hmm. or what we were doing. Huh? But if they said maybe or we'll see or no, it meant no. Still to this day, I go, hey, uh, do you guys want pizza for dinner? I'll make a pizza. And my mom will go, maybe. And I'll be like, I guess we're not having pizza. <laughs> like, you know, at 34 years old, it means the same thing. So there's that. Um, no, uh, but yeah, convention was weird. Uh, it was good to see. It was good to see my people, but it was weird to not be a part of it. And you know, we'll see what happens. So, uh, what news has happened? I, I largely have been checked out today, other than one big piece of news that happened today, which we'll talk about later. Yeah, I think that's the biggest piece of news that well just happened when couple of hours ago or something like that yeah well it's been happening for a couple of days but yeah i'm still in mourning from the last one i don't know if i can handle much more of this that's fair um but uh some some non sad news um about by by, um i don't have any there's no non-sad news. Nickelodeon canceled the Clarissa Explain- Explains It All reboot. No, disappointing. Um, disappointing. Uh, do, 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 what was the other thing? Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi cut Darth Maul scenes. That's, um, that's also not right. What's so weird is that Darth Darth Maul himself, Ray Park, is making the rounds in my neck of the woods, although I haven't gotten a call from him asking to sign at my shop. Maybe he called when I wasn't here. But yeah, it's everyone's like, "Hey, does anybody have Darth Maul action figures? They'll sell to sell to me." That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see other other news. Um, turning Red's on uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, Turning Red is hilariously roasted by Karens. Have you guys seen this? Why do they? How can you be mad? At um, such- because Turning Red is anti-Christian, apparently. In what way? I've got to know this. I will find the post. Please hold. It's very funny, though. Like, it's one of those things I'm like, come on. 
like even a priest would be like you're full of crap stop it uh let's see let me find the post here is it because the little girl gets her womanlies i i honestly don't know um how's that christian not christian i mean it's not has nothing to do with it it's about being a girl but (laughs) no right right like but not like no like a lot of it is like it's about rebellion and breaking the rules and being an individual and I'm like that. None of that has anything to do with Christianity. Yeah, but it's not Christian. Like <laughs> it's kind of that kind of like when you point out that the logic they're using is wrong, is flawed. They so, just come back with but but but. Do I just pearls Sunday school teacher and school them or what? Uh, no, they know they're wrong. They're just idiots. Um, I I, I just thought that we perfected time travel and had somebody from the 1600s come in and watch this movie or something. They had to think that this movie was just not Christian at all. I mean, I can understand someone saying that a, a movie isn't putting forth moral examples for young girls. I can see someone saying that. If, it, if I haven't seen the movie, so I have no idea. But to say a movie is not Christian is kind of like, okay, well, what is what makes a movie Christian then? Because I don't understand. Is it, it they all have to be, you know, principal? I'm seeking the the trailer. Give me just a minute. The the read the post. Give me just a minute. Because I saw it only shared by a friend. Oh, there could be anything in that. Then. Well, no, it's like they shared this post from this. I just want everyone to take a deep breath and realize that that a movie or TV or book or other thing exists doesn't mean it's going to affect what you believe or feel. Correct. Or anyone around you that has half a brain. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm ordained and I listened to Slayer like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> These things happen. Technically, Miss Jen, textbooks are designed to help you develop your mind. Yep. They should challenge you. Yes. That's the point of them. <laughs> I'm still scrolling. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, we look, Kyle, we know all your friends are already in this room. So you couldn't be scrolling through your friend's feed. Whose feed are you scrolling through? I am scrolling through my friend's feed. <laughs> Jen and I um, don't write that much to you. <laughs> it's true. Wait, oh, wait um, we have to, like before we go too much farther, we have to make a giant announcement. Hmm. Rainy has won the average guy award. We- Did I? Yes. Oh my! I thought Rainy yeah. won the Ray guy award. <laughs> what? The, the Ray guy oh award for best college no, football hey. kicker. I have to say, it was it was truly an honor just to be nominated, but to actually win. I mean, there there are so many average guys out there. I, wow. Oh my God! I I I, I don't know what to say, guys. I. Oof. Where do I begin? You know, I got to thank all the guys, first of all. You know, they, they did put up a very, very, very challenging effort there. I, I, I Wow, this is surreal. I, I Man, I was hoping I would win, but I didn't think I would, you know. I mean, there are so many great average Joes out there. Like the average Joe standing right across the street. And the bum that's, you know, standing by the 405 freeway uh, asking for, you know. And the average Joe that's selling... Flowers right off the freeway, off ramp. Oh my god, can't believe I went over those guys. Oh. Yeah, I'm so far then, below average. I wasn't even nominated. And and Kyle, you know, I I can't believe Kyle didn't win. I wasn't nominated. Been. I come in below average this year. But you, you know how to judge hot dogs, Kyle. I do know a thing or two about hot dogs. You're, you're making fun here. You make sure to add to thank your mom. Oh yes, yes, yes. I do want to thank my mom. She did raise me as an average Joe. Oh. No, I just got to, you know, try to get into other awards. Maybe the Razzies would hire me. <laughs> just put it on a card. Winner of the Average Joe Award. There we go. Um, yeah, for those people that aren't aware, it is an award season. BAFTA happened this past weekend. Or, yeah, this past weekend. Oh, it's true. A lot of... Good, a lot of 
good speeches. They didn't invite me again. Ugh. I'm a little disappointed. So I figured, you know, since I'm not good enough to be in the talented shows, I must be the average Joe. Do you see pictures coming out of South by Southwest? There's a great picture of Pedro Pascal and uh, Nick Cage standing next to each other. And Nick's wearing a fully padded suit. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. And it looks so good on him. Oh, man. I have not seen those pictures. Got to see it. Uh, I saw great pictures of uh, my good friend Ming with uh, uh, the kids in the hall. Nice. He was with everyone this weekend. He was. The pictures. All right. Here is this Turning Red review. Okay. Are you ready? Just a heads up to pre-watch if you plan to let your kids watch from a fellow local mom. Parents, beware. I don't usually do this because of the straight-up ruthless and vicious hatred I've been getting below, but here we go. Just a heads up, all the parents out there, the Disney movie Turning Red is not for kids at all, especially not families trying to keep their children close to Jesus. Yes, yes, I know Disney movies don't instill Christian values, and I don't look to them to do so, but typically there are important and valuable life lessons being taught. You'll find the complete opposite in this movie. Sad day, Disney. It had potential to be so cute. Parents beware. Just a few things stood out. Uh, the little girl talks about at age 13, you're your own, own person, an adult. You can do what you want, say what you want, etc. That's one bullet point. Next bullet point. Her and her three friends talk so poorly about their parents and come up with a plan to sneak out to go to a boy band concert, which they end up doing. Oh. <sighs> Third bullet point, the girls sneak out to a co-ed party as well as give boys rides as a panda to raise money for the concert. Um, let's see, there's more here. One girl says her parents won't let her go because the band sounds like stripper music. Next bullet point, the girls talk about going to the concert as girls but leaving as a true woman after. This one, this one's a big one. You ready? The word crap is used. Uh, such emphasis is put on her friends encouraging her to be this new rebel she has become and embracing it that she no longer has to be the straight edge overachiever girl that her parents wish, I think is what she's supposed to say. Oh, uh, overachiever under her parents' wings. That makes more sense. So much rebellion encouraged. The ritual is super freaky where she is levitated by her chest into the air while surrounded by adults chanting and spirits are called out of her. She tells her Tamagotchi that it's about to meet its daddy and uncles referring to the band members being her Tamagotchi's daddy. There is a big scene about the girl getting her period and the mom bringing pads to her school and embarrassing her. The girl draws sexy, her words, not mine, pictures of her crush who works at the gas station. Her mom finds the drawings of her shirtless crush and brings them to the store and accuses the boy of being 30 and a pedophile. He says he's 17. She says, well, that's what happens when you do drugs all day and don't wear sunscreen. Uh, at the end, the girl stands up to her mom and says she likes boys, music, and gyrating. She says she's 13, so deal with it. Then the la there's two more bullet points in this review. The little girl then starts twerking at her mom and smacking her butt saying, take this, mom, take this. Final quote, when the little girl decides to turn into a panda in public and her mom asks her not to, she says, my panda, my choice. Read into that what you would like. Maybe none of this is a big deal to you and your family, and that's okay. No judgment here if you love the movie. I encourage you to watch it on your own if you have the time and make your own judgment. I was just caught very off guard while watching it and explaining all of these things to my children in a moment, in the moment, and why we don't agree with them. If I had known this movie, all this movie entailed, I would have just skipped it altogether and enjoyed a different lighthearted Disney movie. It seems this one was intended for teenagers, although I still don't agree 
with this message for teens. But Disney did not brand this movie for teens, and my littles are so, were so excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to agree with her in that all of the that does happen in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, I mean, I thought that her, her points were all like well spoken. She wasn't, she wasn't spewing hate. I think she was just giving heads up to parents. If you don't want to have a rebellious little girl after the movie, you should explain to them what they're going to be watching. I guess. I think, uh, I think if you're worried about rebellion, maybe do things differently. Yeah, the, the movie is not going to change it. Teenagers. Right. Uh, Your kid's going to rebel whether they rebel or whether they want, you know, whether they watch this movie or not. Correct. Like it's, uh, they're either going to rebel or not. Like I rebelled super hard yeah. and my sister's way of rebelling was almost going to the university of Michigan. Like that was her form of rebellion. Like, Every kid is different. Just because your kids can't handle this doesn't mean other kids can't handle it. It's I don't know. I, I find this kind of review of a movie to be more troubling than anything. Uh, and think, usually usually that's how I come down on superhero movies. So it's like weird for me to judge it. I think she's saying the same thing you're saying, Kyle. Um, basically, you know, for her... She's hoping that her kids won't rebel at the age of 13. Of course, if she remembers being a teenager herself, she probably rebelled at the age of 13 as well. But, you know, and she right. just wasn't ready for that. The Reading this review, I have two things come to mind, and they're both pop punk songs from my, my youth. Uh, Stacy's Mom by Bowling for Soup and uh, Volvo Driving Soccer Mom. By uh, I can't even remember the name of the band. Oh my god, I'd I'd forgotten about that. Uh, 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 who's saying that? Uh, Everclear. Everclear. You know, so methinks the lady doth protest too much. I also don't know how young her kids are. That's fair. If you're showing this movie to four year olds, you know, maybe problematic. And, and, you know, again, like whatever they watch. So <laughs> in, in her defense, again, not not trying to defend what she's saying or anything like that. But uh, when you do see animated movie being advertised by Disney, your basic assumption is, yes, this is going to be friendly for my little four year old to watch. Well, do I think that I don't see what's wrong with a four year old? I mean, my, my problem is this, is that if Disney is so, if they've gotten so far away from the Shrek model, right, which they haven't because I just watched Encanto, so I know, um, like, where there's there's stuff for everybody at all ages, right? Correct. In this movie, there's stuff that the little kids aren't going to understand, and that's fine, but there's still something for them to enjoy. And there's stuff for older kids that they'll start to understand. And then there's stuff for grownups that they'll start to, that they'll understand. Right. So I don't know why, why this is a thing. Um, Also want to point out, this is a Pixar movie, not a Disney, Disney movie. It is a Disney Pixar movie. So, and those are a little bit more edgier. They are. um... Yeah. I mean, we all remember Sid from Toy Story. So scary. (laughs) Um. Though I, I I must say this was my least favorite Pixar movie. Um, on the opposite of, end of our you know mother Karen there, um, I, I I was expecting it to be a little bit more edgier. <laughs> my problem with it is that it makes fun of Toledo. Uh, oh yes, it does. And it doesn't make fun of Toledo. It just. It asks what Toledo is, and as a Toledoan, I'm triggered by that because we're still not sure. Come on, it's it's teenage kids. They don't know what Toledo is. Again, grown-ups in Toledo don't know what Toledo is. Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, triggering is triggering. Okay. <laughs> uh, but no, that was, uh, yeah, that was, 
I, I that movie was was decent. I liked Encanto better, but only because it finally explained all the TikToks. <laughs> so many TikToks. Oh, the music in Encanto was much better as well. I I said this to somebody, and you guys tell me what you think. After uh, there's another, he's got another project on her like that's coming out soon. I'm ready for a uh, Lin Manuel Miranda break because Hamilton hasn't slowed down in its popularity. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins was great. Then it was you know uh, 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 the the movie about re- the movie Rent and West Side Story and. Uh, not West Side Story, uh, the In the Heights movie, and then, which was West Side Story, but anyhow, and, you know, Encanto, like, I'm like, dude, take like six months, write a record, just do something else for six, give me a six-month break. That, I don't know, am I crazy? Your uh, rent movie was called Tick, Tick, Boom? Yes, thank you. That was a good movie. I, I think Andrew Garfield did a good job in that movie. And everybody else did as well. The storm moving in. So, well, let's. Uh, suppose it's time to talk about new comics. Well, we, we still have to discuss, or are we not discussing that? No, we'll we'll do what WWE did and discuss it in the last last act. Okay, I'm gonna go grab my piece of paper because I've got all my stuff on my. Oh, I don't even have mine. Give me a second. By the way, they're remaking that show. What was that? Life Goes On. Do you remember that show with Corky? No, am I the only one who remembers that particular piece of late 80s, early 90s pop culture? Uh, this computer won't let me into my system. Go figure. The weirdly low amount of books being released by Marvel. Yeah, yeah, we, we were. We thought we were missing some. So eight titles last week because we we you know import our invoices by date, mm-hmm. and uh, our Marvel distributor, which is PRH, dated that invoice and release. It basically fell. On a date prior to the week prior to, uh. hmm. so basically they dated it three one, which was the same as the previous week's invoices, and we couldn't figure out what you know what items were being released. And then today we were thinking the same thing. We're like, oh, did they do it again? Are we missing like ninety percent of our invoices? But yeah, it's just a short week. Interestingly enough, uh, according to my list, there are eight Marvel titles. If you add in trades, it jumps up to 10. But when you look at the trades, they're releasing two covers of Captain America Lives, omnibus hardcover. Two covers of the death of Doctor Strange. Or no, one is the death of Doctor Strange trade payback and one is the companion. Okay, fine. Two covers of the Fantastic Four by Hickman omnibus hardcover. Hawkeye Team Spirit, Reign of X, Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, and the Women of Marvel. So they really are only releasing one, two, three, four, seven trades and eight regular books. But somehow they have managed to fit in three number ones. <laughs> and 24 covers. Yep. <laughs> so... Um, uh, on my list this week is uh, Batman Arkham the Penguin trade paperback. Um, Bylines in Blood number five or three. Sorry. Uh, Michael Moorcock's Elric Dreaming City hardcover. Nice. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of the Michael Moorcock stuff. Yes. Uh so uh, there's that. Um, heavy metal drummer two. Uh, 
Red Sonia number six. Red Sonia number five was fire, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Land of the Living Gods, too. I don't think I have any number ones on my list this week. Rain three. Carnage number one. Mm-hmm. Not on my list. Batman Superman World's Finest? Yep. I can confirm no number ones on my list this week. Not even Slumber? Nope. Interesting. Uh, but that's one that I screwed up. Oh. It should be on my list, and I did not order it correctly. <gasps> Ooh, Sleeping Beauty's number 10. They finally are finishing up the series. Are you in that one? Probably. Cool. No, I should have ordered Playthings number one, Slumber number one, and I screwed up. And then uh, the Clay the Clay People Colossus number one. But this week my pull list is all sorts of jacked up, it appears. Well, that's that good. No, luckily for me, I think I'll be able to get the, the Playthings and Clay City Colossus with no problem. Mm-hmm. Slumber is the one that's going to be a challenge for me because I'm guessing it will be a sellout. Yeah. So I'll have to, you know, convince one of my friends to be like, hey, I'm sure you have extra copies. Can you add one to the stack of stuff? So there's some cool trades that I'm looking forward to. One is Pacey Packer Unicorn Tracker. Volume three. Yep. And my life beyond autism. Mm. And life of Che. Is that a Che Guevara book? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the books that's out that, that's on the list again this week is Big Man Plans Expanded Edition Trade Paperback from Albatross Funny Books. There you go. On the list three weeks ago. Uh, what I figured out with that is that people who got it in the book market. Got it three weeks ago. People who are getting it through traditional comic distribution are getting it this week. Oh, okay. Because the people that got it uh, three weeks ago, when I talked to them about it, they're like, oh, we got it from Simon & Schuster. That makes more sense. I can't wait to read The Land of Living Gods, too. Um, If you've read the first three volumes, it's worth picking up. Uh, Gilbert, The Island of Orange Turtles by Art Balthazar, is out from Paper Cuts. If you haven't read the first three volumes, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a weird one to jump into. Oh, I'm talking about the Aftershock book. No, I'm talking about uh, Gilbert. Oh, the Gilbert, okay. Got it. Which gonna, Aftershock book? I'm going to have to swim home. Can you guys hear it? I am. Yep. Which Aftershock book were you talking about, Jen? The Land of the Living Gods. Oh, yes. Land of the Living Gods, number three. And then finally I'll get to read Bunny Mask because I never got to read any of them because <laughs> yeah. stealing. you guys are in for a treat on the Bunny Mask. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll finally get to read Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Another one I wanted to read, but I didn't have. Yep. Let's see what else. Um, There's a Stillwater one shot. Stealing Oz? Who's writing that? That is from, uh, that's a newer company. Um,. We've talked about on this show, uh, Bad Kids Press. Yes. Uh, Stealing Oz is written by Jeff Munson with art by Stephen Coughlin. I'm surprised. I ordered a decent amount of that. That might be a very smart decision. This Bad Kids Press company, I think, has the, the makings. I think their Source Point Press a half dozen years ago, okay. Scout Press, Scout Comics, 
a year and a half ago, two years ago. Like they're on the they're on the precipice of being something that's going to be like, oh, everybody's going to want. Mm-hmm. Um, they had another book that came that there's three issues out on now. Uh, Frankenracker and the Jailbait Punks. That's a good name. Or, no, I'm sorry. That comes out in two weeks. And they had a book already come out called Cheap Tricks. That's the one that already came out. Yeah, I remember Cheap Tricks. The stuff has gotten to be weird, and I understand why it's coming out this way, but it's kind of like hard for the customer base to understand what's going on, is when they have variants from something that came out last week or mm-hmm. now just coming out this week, like uh, the Demon Days Blood Feud number one. So there's one variant that's just scooting in here. Yeah. Right. Who's who's writing Carnage? I can't remember. I believe yeah. Batman's writing Carnage. Did you say Batman? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what I heard. I was just like, mm. no. I'm so proud because there's like some some of our friends that are have been doing kind of small press books for a long time that are finally getting their time in the sun, like Shelby and uh, there's some people are finally getting on the bigger books. Yeah, those guys don't qualify for the average Joe Award, by the way. No, they're way too cool. Yep. All right. Well, if nobody has any more comic stuff to talk about, we can talk about the saddest news of the day. Well, we haven't talked about the other sad news. So I know that we talked about the other sad news because I think that happened also in between last show and this. Okay. William Hurt is a huge loss for me because I love his acting. He was a very good actor. Um, I think it's hard to separate, and I, I, I'm going to say this uh, as specifically as I can. It's hard to separate his a career, mm-hmm. which you need to do from some of the accusations that had been leveled against him yep. uh, by the likes of Marley Matlin and some of those who are very credible sources. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. he was absolutely fantastic. In everything he did. Yeah. yeah, that's always a tough thing when someone's acting is amazing, but they make bad life choices. Well, and they make bad life choices that are alleged. Yeah. Nothing was ever, you know, proved or con- there's no conviction. None of that alleged bad life choices. Which actually ties into today's sad news, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, just before 8 o'clock tonight, it was confirmed that Scott Hall, a.k.a. Razor Ramon of WWE fame, WCW fame, uh, passed away uh, after being taken off life support by his family. Um, Scott, many people will remember for... Uh, his time in WWE and WCW was Razor Ramon, but for a certain part of uh, people, especially my age group, they'll remember the documentary The Rise and Fall of Scott Hall, uh, where it, it chronicled his post-pro wrestling drug use, uh, his deteriorating health, and then him getting hooked up with the legend Diamond Dallas Page and being one of the first accessories of DDP Yoga. Uh, getting his life turned around and getting sober and going on to have a second career. So he passed away today, uh, the age of 63. So. His family, it's city, 
and all his fans. Yep. I mean, that was a tough one. He was one I knew. Like, uh, I'd gotten to know him as he started doing Comic Cons, mm-hmm. like appearing at comic shows. And so I had, uh, I had helped him a couple of times, like at his booth and in his table. Uh, it was really funny. Uh, I had just had my first foot surgery. So this is 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm on a knee scooter. Scott Hall had just had his back go out and Kevin Nash had just had knee surgery and I was helping at their tables at this convention. Now they're both 6'3", 6'4". Kevin Nash is like 6'7". We're all 300 plus pounds and we would go to go like go to the green room and we'd go walking and the crowd would just part because it was like a wall of people but it was just three dudes. Like... And none of us could walk straight. Like we were all limping or hobbling. Like so it was like the zombie shambles like you see in movies, except we knew like we weren't zombies. Um but the favorite story I have is uh going to the bathroom, standing there, going to the bathroom, a couple other guys there. Scott finishes and goes, You guys need to have a dark match now, turns off the lights and walks out the world right like just the best troll ever um and then he was so he was he was sober and living that life i was sober and living that life kevin nash was newly sober and jason muse was at this convention mm-hmm. and we go into the green room and there's just weed everywhere oh, my word. and i look at these guys and go so do we need to have a meeting right now and they all just like it cut the tension with a knife and they all just laughed and it was like it wasn't a big deal then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I loved I loved Scott uh, and I'm pretty sad about, you know, all of this. Glad you got to have those times with him, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. All right. We, we, we can end the show on a sad note. No, so tell us some Emily and Paris stuff, Brainy. Oh, okay. So we are a day closer to the next season of Emily and Paris. Um, that is a plus. Brainy's going to have a weekly countdown. <laughs> you do need a giant counter. We should get a counter, Kyle. <laughs> That's got to be something we need to get done by the next show. Just That's oh. Justin's domain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, producer Justin, we need a counter to count down uh, days till Emily. Uh, Emily in Paris release date. I accept your terms, L Magazine. Stop. It's <laughs> from L Magazine. I can't get it from the trades. Is really problematic for you, Brainy. Um. Uh, do do do. Season. While he's looking that up, and uh, we all know Kyle is very excited for this. Bridget Return season two is in eleven days. Heck yeah, and we know Kyle canceled every single event he had going on that Friday, just so he could wake up at midnight and watch it. And I believe he did that for Thursday as well, right, Kyle? You you allocated Thursday to catch up on season one. I, I figured we're all, we're gonna have like a watch party. Yep. And are we gonna have like a, some kind of game where we like take a drink every time and Bridgerton has no shirt on or? gets wet or what um in order to watch this i'm going to watch movies starring the bridges <laughs> jeff Bo. what was the other one todd <laughs> there there is no official release date for emily in paris season three. Oh, i could have told you that so your countdown is just infinite well, let's assume, and again, it's just assumption, uh, it is going to be a year since the last season, which would make it next February. Okay. They are, they're more than likely going to film during the summer just because of the weather. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have, I'm guesstimating about February next year, maybe sooner, but February next year. Uh, but not since they've they've uh, signed up for both season three and four at least they may shoot them both together. Brainy, are you going to cosplay as Emily for uh, 
San Diego Comic-Con? I would love to, mm-hmm. but I cannot afford the dresses she wears. You should cosplay as Peyton Manning watching Emily in Paris. I could probably afford that dress. How high is your forehead? Because, you know, Peyton Manning's forehead is like a 250 yards. Well, you know. It... God. <laughs> no one gets to see Brainy's forehead. That's awful. I understand. Well, I, but how high can we build the forehead on top of Brainy's actual head? Because you do have to do, like, whenever somebody cosplays as Frankenstein, you know, and they have to put that fake forehead on that's like this guy. Right. There you go. And Brainy, that's not really a good excuse, because if you're going to cosplay, you have to rebuild whatever she's wearing anyways. You have to, like, fake it. No, but but still, I mean, if I'm going to pull, I, I, I cannot pull off Emily without the designers. So if I go to the designers, it's it's just going to, you know, and I've kind of given up on custom tailored clothes. Those things got expensive. Neil, we'll get it for you. I uh, That reminds me of something that's actually an interesting, fun story. I have a bone to pick with Miss Jen. Oh, no. <laughs> She's gotten me addicted to Hollywood prop auctions. <laughs> I may or may not have bought a Jerry Gergich screen-worn Pawnee Cares t-shirt from Parks oh, and Recreation. Uh, and it's in my size. Oh, no. Are you actually going to wear it around? Wait, are you sure it was a shirt, not a bitch? It was a shirt. <laughs> Don't start with me. <laughs> uh uh, it yeah, I I may or may not have because they just they just had a a uh, buy it now option on it on the auction website. And I'm like, <sighs> well, I guess I'm addicted to this now. Yeah, I, I've still got to find a, a a time or date or event to wear my John Wick costume. Well, so one of the other things they had on there, and they're relatively cheap. They have a bunch of Don Draper's screen-worn cufflinks. So much, so much Don Draper. Well, and it's they're just nice cufflinks, right? And it's like nobody would know that they were Don Draper's screen-worn cufflinks, but they're cheaper than if I go buy cufflinks. True. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to buy cufflinks from this random site. <laughs> Why? Why? Why do you do this to me? You know, one of the downfalls of cufflinks are it is getting harder to find shirts. I have a lady who does them for me. Oh, nice. Nice. Because I have my arms are not traditional length for someone with my torso size. So if I buy shirts, I always have to have the cuffs amended. Like added on like so I have to have the cuffs cut off and have new cuffs put on. In order to get to my wrist. So if I'm going to do that, I might as well have them done for cufflinks. Brilliant. So. Anyhow. Yeah, I'm just so I'm addicted to I'm addicted to prop auctions and I almost bought a pair of the ticks shoes. But I'm like, what am I going to do with tick shoes? What wear them around and just yell spoon at random people. I mean, <laughs> spoon. No, we can see you doing that. I I can see me doing that too. But you um, would be nigh invulnerable. I would be nigh invulnerable, but no. Oh. So, all right. Well, if anything else for the good of the order, yes. I just want to point out for Miss Jen that uh, we didn't discuss any food today. That is we did before you got here. Wait, what? We I talked about just... it's today is pie day, so we talked about pie and stealing pizza. It is pie day. Uh-huh. Happy pie day, everybody! Happy pie day! I challenged people during my live show to to do pie just out to ten digits, and no one could get there. Three point one four one five nine two six five one four one five nine two six five. Holy. That's as far as Three. I can get. I can get to nine places. <laughs> so technically, at six five, that rounds up to seven. Yeah. Well, if you go three point nine two, 
you'd actually go into 3.93 because the next number is 9. So it's it's the rounding in pi is weird, but you can't actually round pi because of the way pi works as an irrational number. Anyway. Correct. Yeah. Well, we can have a whole discussion about math if you want. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Instead, we'll just say thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by the Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out our other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. We didn't talk about Tom Brady coming back from retirement. Oh, uh, you can right. you can watch all of these in Woodlands Online and on our partner station KVQT HD Twenty One over the air on your TV. All these shows and more on Roku right now. Just search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup. Now you can listen to the podcast version of these shows on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. So, for Miss Jen and Brainy, who's throwing up gang signs, I've been Kyle. And this is the part of the show where we freeze and try not to move for an uncomfortable amount of time. You've been watching Nerd News Now. We'll see you next week.